as they say in the real world, here we go again. I'm repeating the same question. What is the difference between Hasidus in Russia, Europe, and America? I'm not giving you a social answer, I'm giving you a, re a practical answer. In other words, based on the reality. Chabad Hasidus, believe it or not, is an exclusive Hasidus. It was one of the smallest Hasidus. It didn't have a large following. It certainly did not have a large intimate following. There were a lot of casual followers. But intimates, it was probably one of the smallest Hasidus. And it prided itself, it prided itself in being exclusive and small. There's, a, there's one page of thoughts that the Rebbe Rashab spoke at Fabrengens that are called Hashmatis Shebesefer Tedes Shalom. The Rebbe Rashab Sichas were prepared for print by our Rebbe in 1947 and 48. And it's very clear that the Rebbe found them very important. And he put a lot of effort into printing them. First, he printed them in offset. He pushed a typed them on a typewriter. And I suspect that the Rebbe literally typed the entire Sefer himself in a typewriter and print them what they used to call in the old country, kupir, unofficial. And a year later, he got permission from the Friya Dike Rebbe to print them typeset in a Sefer. Sefer Asichas Teder Shalom. It came out in 1948. And then for decades it was unavailable. When I was growing up, you couldn't get it. It was only in the early 80s that it was printed, I think, for the second time. And the Rebbe was my senefesh for the printing of the Teder Shalom. He considered it very important. The Rebbe prepared the Teder Shalom for print and he annotated it. He wrote very important notes. And he took out four paragraphs. That's it. Very sharp. And there is a page that flows around amongst the people who have access to the... Uh, the Nish Gedrikte, what they call Pnimi. And one of those paragraphs is about Hasidus Chabad. And it says, Der Schuster, the shoemaker, der Schuster darf Taken nicht verstehen. The shoemaker is all Taken not supposed to understand. We're Chabad, intellectual. Hasidus Chabad was an elite Hasidus, it was. It was a Hasidus for intellectuals who were prepared to work very, very hard because Hasidus and intellectualism almost are opposites because intellectualism is very uh, encouraging of the ego and the whole idea was you were a great intellectual and you had to achieve bittel. So the tradition of Chabad, going back to the times of the Alter Rebbe and the Mittler Rebbe, the Tzermach Tzedek and then by the Rebbe Marash and even by the Rebbe Rashab was very elite, you had to be very intelligent, very dedicated Hasidic Chabad, this was a full-time job. This is what they did. They may have made a panosa some other way, but their life was was davening and learning Hasidus and having what they called in the olden country, Aderher. So Hasidus Chabad traditionally was an exclusive, was an elite Hasidus. Now going back to the times of the Alter Rebbe, the Rabbeim did not see themselves only as a council or a guide to a small percentage of elite people. They did feel responsible for all the Jewish people in the world, certainly all the Jewish people in Russia, but they did it in what you would call a pyramid model. They were involved with great Hasidim, and they would give their Hasidim missions, like just for an example, our Rebbe's father, the Blavik, was given the Rabbonus of Yekaterinoslav. That's a classic example of the Rebbe Rashab reading, reaching Jews in Russia indirectly. The Rebbe was involved with one man, with the Blavik, and the Blavik had influence on tens of thousands of Jews. 
the Rebbe Rashab sent Rebbe Shmuel Rakshike, Rebbe Shmuel Leviton, to, to, uh, to Gruzia, I think, where he accomplished incredible things. He was makad of thousands and thousands of Yidin to Yiddishkeit to learn in Talmud and then some of them went away to Yeshivas. Incredibly successful. But the Rebbe was not involved with those people. Rebbe Shmuel was. And you're going back to earlier generations, the Rebbeim used to choose who would be the Rav in the city, who would be the Sheikhit, who would be the Malamid, who would be the Mashpia. And the involvement of the Rebbe with the Am was through this intermediates. Yeah. The Friedrich Rebbe would say about himself, I wasn't able to do what I was meant to do, which is to be a Chabad Rebbe for Chabad Hasidim, because in Russia, he had to worry about mikveh and chinuch of rabban and all these other things because all the rabban ran away. When he moved to Poland, he really wanted to be an old Chabad Rebbe. And I suppose you could say that for the few years between Sadiq Dalad and Tavshin, Sadiq Tess, especially after he moved to Atvotsk, the Friedrich Rebbe had the closest thing to the Chabad model, to the Lubavitch model. It was a suburban shtetl. People came to see him. And there was a lot of Aveda Satfil and a lot of Aveda Pnimis. It was all on a high level. And again, he was always involved with all the Jewish people he could reach. But it was a pyramid involvement. It wasn't an intimate involvement. When the Rabbeim came to America, a conscious decision was made to change the definition. Friedrich Rebbe stopped being, or didn't define himself entirely by the old Chabad model. And he became, in his own words, a Rebbe Ibn Develt, a Rebbe for the whole world. And they went to the bottom to save Yidin from Shmad, that Jews should marry Jews, that children should be born from Tarasam Mishpacha, that Yiddish Kindlach should get a Yiddish Chinuch, and at least it should be at the release time, and all these other programs, engaging in something which the tradition of Chabad, Hasidish Rebis, and therefore their Hasidim was not the Iker. So the change that has taken place between, quote, Russia and America is extraordinary, not only in how the Rabbeim teach Hasidis, but where the Rabbeim's focus is. The Rabbeim are now busy with Hafatza and Askonus, and their Hasidim are defined by that, rather than the Hasidim be defined by Avedis and Achsidish Shavort and Epnimis Fabrengin, and so on. So there's been this huge change in the center of what Hasidis is. Now, of course, the Rabbeim never ever say we abandoned the old, we added to the old. In other words, the Rebbe still expected Chassidim to daven like they did in the olden days and to have Yiddish Shamayim and Hidr Mitzvah like they did in the olden days and to learn Tehra with the same in. But the fact is that the Rebbe spent the bulk of his time, certainly the bulk of his public time, involved in a very different activity than his grandfather would have been involved with because the Rebbeim consciously changed their self-definition. Has it affected Chassidim? Of course it affected Chassidim. If, we, if, if the Rebbe had come to America, Friedrich Rebbe, and had elected to be an old-fashioned Rebbe like his father and grandfather had been, Chassidus Chabad would probably be small, exclusive, very elite, and very well respected. There wouldn't be all the politics. All the machlekes and all the politics and all the jealousy is because of the, the public nature of it. That we're, quote, out there. And there's so many things to criticize because so many people see that what we're doing is compromised. But there was an, an example, it was a circumstance of and if a Hasidus was radically changed, and if you're a Lubavitcher growing up today, and you're learning a Lubavitch Yeshiva, certainly you're taught the old traditions. But the focus is on Shlichus. The focus is on, I'm a Lubavitcher because I'm a kind of another Jew. 
This is a very different answer than the answer I gave earlier. It's a very different answer. And um, this answer reflects how the Rabbeim adapted, not because they changed, but because the world changed and they saw the need for it. I just want to say in closing that Ari Raskin Zagazunzain from Brooklyn Heights spoke once in 770. And he said that when he was preparing his talk, he called up his uncle, Zazan Gesund, Reb Shalom Hecht, the youngest of the Hecht brothers, and he asked him to tell him something that he could repeat in 770. So Rabbi Hecht, Sidney Hecht, Shalom Hecht, Zagazunzain, told him that, he told him two things, I believe. And one of them was that the Rashag visited at Israel in Tavshin Tess. Rashag visited Israel in 1948 or 49 as the shliach of the Friyadik When he was there, the Gedele Yisrael were makabal upon of covered Godel. He was greeted very warmly by the Gedelim, including the Gedele I think it was a Bavar Matri Gedele, so it had to be Tavshin Ches. And the Heilike Belzer, the Battle of Belzer. Because he had saved their lives. He saved the Belzer Rebbe's life and he was very, and he tried very hard. He did a lot of effort to save both of their lives. The Gedele Rebbe got to Et Yisrael before our Rebbe got to America. But the Rebbe worked very hard, even letters. And they were very appreciative of his efforts to save their lives. And then both of them gave the Rashag the same message. Both of them said, tell the Friyadik Rebbe that they know the change that he made. That he went away from the old Chabad to be Esik and Askonas, to be Makar of Yiddish Kinder and going back to basics, and that they agree with him. And they agree with him. Now, they didn't do what he did, but they supported what he was doing. This is very significant. Gedele Yisrael Amiti, in particular Helika Belzarov, said, you know, the Lubavitchers changed Hasidus, and they know what they're doing. Lubavitchers, I don't mean me and you, the Lubavitchers Abayim changed, and they know what they're doing. And even now that I gave you two answers to the question of how Hasidus is different in Russia and how Hasidus is different in America, I can continue talking, I can give you more answers which reflect neither the first model, which has to do with the personalities of Russians and Americans, nor the second hour, the reality of Yiddishkeit on the ground in the first battle and the second battle, but where we, Anash, where we, Hasidim, are holding. And, uh, but I would phrase the question differently. What is the difference between Hasidus and Russia and Hasidus and America? It's, too, it's just simply why, what kind of changes did the Rebbe make and why did he make them? And I have a recollection that that question was already asked and I already answered it. But I'll see. Maybe I'll do another one.